What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. Michigan just ended. Harvick got it done. The closer closing in on the regular season, closing in on that race, and he just lived up to his name. So this is episode 33, and we got a ton of stuff to talk about from if there's going to be 16 winners, who could win Daytona, more trouble for Kyle Busch, Chastain and Bell, and just a ton of stuff. A lot of stuff is building up for this Daytona race, and I think it's shaping up to be one of the best races of the year. So let's get right into it. So first of all, the regular standings haven't changed much. The only thing is Kurt Busch is the last car with a win by about 40 points. That's important because if there's 17 winners who are above him, then he's not going to make the playoffs. But the people that are above him are, there's four drivers without a win. Elmarola, Bubba Wallace, Truex, and Eric Jones. And any of those guys could win. So that's pretty alarming for that team. I mean, there's nothing he can do. He's He um, has a concussion. He has 40 points to gain on Cindric. About 40 points. It's actually a little more. For, about 45 points. So, I mean, he can definitely do that with how we see how Daytona, Richmond, um, tracks like that end. But... I really don't think we're going to see 17 winners. I think we're going to see 16, so Kurt will be fine. But um, if we do see 17, it will, it'll be have to be two of the guys that are ahead of him in points. So anyways, there's really nothing too notable about the regular season standings, but I want to talk about the playoff standings. So Harvick is in dead last in the playoffs with 15 in 15th with five playoff points but ryan blaney if he makes it will actually be ahead of him but this is the thing truex and blaney are only separated by 19 points and going to watkins Glen, where truex could be really good and apparently i've heard that they were horrible at the test but i also heard bubble wallace said they were way better than blaney in the fords and he's truex is probably going to be the favorite at richmond he was really fast here in the spring, and he's won here so many times. I think Blaney's looking at that, thinking he's going to have to end up winning Daytona or Watkins Glen. And if you look at the Richmond results, Truex finished fourth, Blaney finished seventh. So Blaney could actually come here and win. Not as much as I think Truex could win, but he definitely could, and he qualified on the pole, so with some strategy or just some if they maybe bring a better setup or Truex gets into a wreck or something then Blaney could win this race too but I want to talk about some other things that could potentially happen so we got Richmond Watkins Glen and Daytona so first of all Richmond some drivers that could win here obviously who we just said Truex and um Blaney but who knows maybe Eric Almarola could win here or Eric Jones I mean that would be pretty shock me if one of those two won I do think we'll see a repeat winner here or we'll see Blaney or Truex win I don't think we'll see someone that we don't expect like an upset winner like say Eric Eric Elmerola, Bubba Wallace, Eric Jones but moving on to Watkins Glen I'm not sure how well Eric Jones has ran on Road courses, let me check where he finished at Indy. He finished, where's that, 43, 15th. And then if we go all the way back to Road America, let's see where he finished. He finished, yeah, he he hasn't had much um, road course speed. So 
I don't think he can win here, but someone who can is Chris Buescher. He has ran decent on road courses, and he could definitely get it done. And then you got Michael McDowell, who has run really well on road courses this year. He's ran great at the previous ones. I know before Indy, let's see where he finished at Indy. He came home eighth, so he's had a ton of top tens, and I know he's either had one or two top fives too, so he could win the Glen, and then moving on to Daytona, we know how these races go. You got Justin Haley, who's a great plate racer, Bubba Wallace, who's a great plate racer, Busher has shown some great speed and runs on plate races, then, I mean, the list is just huge, Michael McDowell has won here. Stenhouse is really aggressive on these tracks. Austin Dillon has won the 500. Um, who am I missing? Keslowski is going to be nuts here trying to win, trying to make his way in. Even like Ty Dillon, Corey LaJoy has had really good runs on plate races. So that race is going to be, I mean, just straight racing wise, I don't think it's going to be the best because it's a plate race. Like, I mean, some people love watching plate races, but I don't think it's going to be the best race if you like just watching straight racing, but I do think it's going to be the best race when it comes to, like, build-up and drama, and no one knows what's going to happen. I mean, you know, at the in the last few laps, whether it's a late race restart or whether it's just green, there will be at least three to four drivers in the top ten that don't have a win. I'd be shocked if there wasn't two. So that's just going to make it. And they're going to be, like, if you put some guys like Kozlowski, Bubba Wallace, and Austin Dillon in that situation where they have to win, then it could just get crazy. And Blaney won this race last year. So if it comes down to where Truex wins Richmond and he needs to win Daytona to get in, then it's going to be absolutely wild. So I'm looking forward to that race. And I'm even looking forward to, like, Richmond where tempers get crazy and guys start bumping and banging and you got Truex and Blaney who are running second and fourth in the regular season standings they're going to be frustrated at how good they're running and they they're fighting for their playoff spot but this it's crazy we've had 15 winners and I I I would honestly be surprised if we didn't get 16 if we got 17 I would be surprised but it I won't if next week Blaney or Truex wins Richmond then I'll I'll say we're getting 17 and it makes me wonder if we're gonna get even more in the playoffs like who's who could win Talladega or the Roval you know you never know but anyways moving on to the actual race um yeah Harvick 15th winner hasn't won since Bristol 2020 he's 40 it's crazy he's 46 he's won 28 races since he turned 40 and that makes me (laughs) That makes me look at Kyle Busch. He's got 60 wins. He's 37. If he continued those stats, he would have 88 wins, even if he didn't win once in the next three years. So free agent, and no one's picking him up. He can't get a sponsor. It's pretty insane to me. But anyways, Harvick has six wins at Michigan. He's won five of the last seven. I, I put him in my ones to watch, and people, I didn't. I put Elliott as an honorable mention, but the way I look at it is if, Unless it's like blatant, like Larson last year on intermediates, he was going to tracks as the favorite, even if he hadn't won that race before. Then if you haven't won at a race, in my opinion, you're not really, unless your stats are like insane and you've led a ton of laps, you're not, in my opinion, you're not really a one to watch, but you'll, you're definitely an honorable mention. So 
people were just saying that I should have put Elliot over Harvick, but I knew I had a feeling for the last like four or five weeks that Harvick was gonna win. I just they've been running good, even though they've gotten into late race wrecks and everything. They've had speed. They've been quietly like a fifth, sixth place car, and obviously the Toyotas were the class of the field this week. But I said I was talking to my dad. He's a Harvick fan, and I said Kyle Busch and Hamlin are gonna be a step ahead of Harvick, but. I think if if he can basically just I said he's not gonna win like he's not gonna go up and drive by them and that's exactly what happened Kyle Busch wrecked Christopher Bell who was really fast got into a wreck with Chastain which I don't think was Chastain's fault I think Bell just kind of went up the track went down the track and then back up and that he kind of got hooked on Chastain's nose and turned into the wall and then Hamlin had that penalty, and Hamlin was flying through the field. He was four tenths faster than Harvick at times, but he had no chance. Once you once you get into the top three and you're just fighting cars for a few laps to pass them, then Harvick's just going to be peeling away because side-by-side racing is just so slow. So, yeah, I mean, that it's crazy. He's, he's in a four races left to make the playoffs, and he gets it done at Michigan. I'm sure they just, going into this week, they had a ton of confidence, and they made a great call on pit road and got that track position, and then he just had a good restart. He had to fight Bubba to stay up in front, but he got it done with a great push from Logano. Bad luck continued for Kyle Busch, but Bowman broke his streak of being outside the top 10. He finished ninth, and that's pretty good considering how fast the Toyotas and Fords were. Uh... He beat his teammates Byron and Elliot, and he was running good with running with Larson here and there, who's who was really fast for for a Chevy at least. And then Eric Jones had a great run. He finished eighth, and then Ty Gibbs finished tenth. So a really good run for him. Even though the Toyotas are fast, it's still impressive that he ran top ten and he was driving past guys and racing through the field another thing i want to mention is there was another fire and that was on cole custer's car so clearly something's going on the rocker box is hitting is not getting knocked into the headers and then they're claiming that the foam in the door is lighting on fire harvick said that's kind of like an excuse or something i don't know i mean clearly the car is just not as safe as it was last year in the last gen and i think it's kind of weird that uh the cars are lighting on fire, and we haven't seen this all year, but we've seen it like three or four times in the last two weeks. That's pretty odd to me that that's happening. I also think it's weird how little um, this is being talked about because Kurt got hurt, and just in general, pretty much every driver is saying the hits are some of the hardest hits they've had all year. So I hope they, I hope they can start working on that and get that figured out. But until then, I just hope no one else gets hurt because that would be bad and. Especially with the concussions, like who knows when Kurt's going to be back. I hope he, he's back for the playoffs so he can race in those and try to make it to the Final Four and make a run at the championship but while he has a chance and he, he doesn't just get eliminated because he can't race. Alright, now we're going to move on to the first offense move of the race in this one. This is like the epitome of a first or fence move of the race. Even though it was kind of a strategy call, it was Harvick pitting and going a lap down because 
it was risky, but it was for the win, and this is how it turned out. He could have gotten all washed in the in the pit cycles and ended up back in traffic where his car was horrible, but it paid off in the end, and he ended up going right to the front and controlling the race. So it was a great call, and it definitely won him the race. I mean, he wasn't the fastest car. He was top three there at the end, but it, it was such an important call, and it was risky too. All right, now we're moving on to all show, no go. So when I first, when I watch what I'm about to describe, I'm not kidding. I wanted to just rip my TV off my wall and just throw it out my window and just go to bed. So on restarts like this at Michigan, at Auto Club, maybe Kansas, just tracks where they go three, four wide and just try to get every position that they can. I know it's going to be crazy, but when, when they're coming to the Geico restart zone and I see a blank unsponsored car, it's like, I just know that chaos is about to ensue. I mean, they go into turns one and two, everyone's turning, and his car's so bad that he has to chase it up the whole entire track and use 100 feet of width to get the car turned. It's unbelievable. The big thing was that they had speed and... I guess they thought that maybe they could run up there, but when have we ever heard Rick Ware Racing has speed? We hear it maybe, I mean, we didn't, we never heard it up until this year because of the new car, but the one time we hear it, they go up there, they wreck half the field in one restart because they can't, they can't run on pace through one and two. I just, I don't even, I, I don't get it. They they want respect. They do this. It's an endless cycle. The Rick Ware racing endless cycle of pissing people off and doing stupid stuff to just go back down the totem pole of being hated. I wanted to give it to Kyle Busch in the Interstate Batteries car, but the wreck wasn't of his doing besides the pit call getting cycled back in traffic. It was just unbelievable. You line up like you're this big shot that's going to compete with the big guns up front and then you can't even get through turns one and two one of the dumbest things i've ever seen all right guys now we're just gonna move on to race takes and then i'll talk about richmond and maybe make my richmond picks and i'll let you know what i think is gonna happen at richmond so getting right into the race takes the first one is coming from evan.carlbon on instagram hopefully i said that right so he said Yaley ain't belong up front in Rick Ware racing equipment. We'll get 16 winners and Bell wrecked himself. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I just said it and I'll show no go. He looked like a complete idiot up there. And hopefully he just, on a restart, he just drops so the rear drops like 10 seconds and just stays clear of the pack. So he can't cause any more damage. And then, as for the 16 winners, I agree we're going to get 16. One of them's either going to come at Daytona or Daytona. <laughs> I mean, Richmond or Daytona. Um, and then, yeah, I, that that was the one time. Chastain was racing aggressive, but that was the one time. I don't think he, he really wrecked Bell, and that was more on Bell. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, moving on to the next one. All right, the next one says, Harvick stepped up. What a win. Winner's win. Yeah. 59th cup win I mean in those situations he knows how to get it done took a little good strategy call and no mistakes but they just put everything together and did it and now they're racing for a 
a championship and who knows what could happen. I mean, I think that 12th, the round of 12 is going to be tough, but there's some really good tracks and I'm sure he could find a way to win one, maybe even two more. Look, his teammate won at Phoenix and he's amazing there, so who knows what could happen. I'm just, it's crazy he's this old and he's still winning. It's pretty, pretty nuts and I'm, I was happy for him. Alright guys, that's it for race takes. Only had two this week, so try to get more next week. Submit them on my Instagram. I put a story and then you have to respond to it. Or you can send in a audio message on Anchor at anchor.fm slash firstoffense and I can put it in here. So please do that so we can get some more first offense takes and it'll be fun. Alright, now we'll talk about Richmond. Alright, so... Next Sunday, Richmond, there's two races on the weekend, um, trucks and cup cars. Cup trucks are still in the round of 12 in the playoffs, and it's going to be the third to last race for the cup cars. I think it might be a lot better race in the spring because it's going to be hot and slick, and it was cold in the spring, so there wasn't much passing, so it was kind of boring, but I think this can make the race a little more interesting. I'm, I'm hoping it does. It should be like 20 degrees warmer, maybe even more, maybe a little bit less, but that'll make a big difference in the track temp and everything. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch too because there's a huge buildup on who's going to make the playoffs and everything. So even though last spring was kind of a boring race, I think just the weather and that the cutoff is so tight and the second and fourth place drivers who are really good at Richmond need to win to make it so there will be a lot of bumping and banging and guys moving other guys out of the groove and everything. For my picks for trucks, I'm taking a KBM truck. They're really good here and I'm going to take Chandler Smith. He just seems he just seems like he's a little, maybe not better than John Hunter Nemechek, but he'll he just, I, I think he's more like fiery and can get it done more. And I picture them two running really well, but Chandler Smith taking it over them. And they kind of go at it too, which is, I like, because Chandler isn't afraid to like give John Hunter no room and he races them really hard. So I'm taking him. And for the Cup Series, I'm going to take Kyle Bush again. I just, I don't know, he, he's just... He's really good here, but he just needs how long can he go when he has keeps having bad luck like this. So I think he's going to get it done. Uh, I just think him and Hamlin are the best Toyotas. Even though Truex led a ton of laps here, I just think Kyle is just in his pit crew and everyone is just when they're performing well, they're just a little bit better. And I think for non-Toyotas, we might see Blaney. Uh, maybe Elliott and Larson will have a good run, Chastain. And Byron had a great run last time. It kind of took some strategy to get him up there, but he led a ton of laps. Actually, no, I think he just raced his way up there and he led a ton of laps. So maybe the Hendrick cars will bring a little something. But it's similar to Gateway, so Logano, Kyle Busch. Hopefully Kurt's back. He should have a good run. Yeah, so Kyle Busch is my my uh, main pick. And I'll take a sleeper pick, too, and I'll go with... I took Eric Jones at Michigan. That turned out to be a great pick. I think Chase Briscoe might be a decent one if you consider that a 
sleeper pick. I don't really know if it is because he won Phoenix. Maybe Chris Buescher. Or, I don't know, maybe Cole Custer have a good run. The Stuart Haas cars seem like they can bring speed on. Richmond Harvick finished second, but that is Harvick. Alright, so I'll go with final, final pick. I'll go Chris Buescher. Alright, so that race is Sunday at 3 o'clock, so... I think it'll be a good race. All these races have been good, even if it's a boring track. It's just the playoffs and everything make it intense and fun to watch, so I'm looking forward to it. I think that's going to do it for the episode, though. I'll make a, I'll make an official Richmond preview show and post it on my YouTube and put, like, ones to watch and the, the full schedule and everything and the more stuff like that. So stay tuned for that, and I hope you guys like this episode i think it's one of the better episodes that i've made um yeah i'll see you guys next sunday or monday morning after richmond i hope you guys like the races and have a good week and also follow me on all my other socials at first defense turn on notifications too and leave a rating see you thanks